Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined by top London radio DJ and certified Japanophile, Mr. Pete Donaldson. How you doing, Pete? Hello, Chris. I got spotted because of you. You got spotted? I got spotted. I was playing five-a-side football. Actually, that's a lie. It was nine-a-side football. Uh, and I turned up. And um, I occasionally get spotted for the football podcast I do because uh, that's um, weirdly popular. <laughs> never get spotted for my uh, absolute radio. Never get spotted for anything else. I just get spotted oh. for the football podcast. But this, in this case, um, the old uh, I, I started playing football and I block... Um, jogged over who was on the opposing side uh, and basically said uh, are you Pete uh, Donaldson I went uh, yeah I am uh, thinking he was because we were playing football it was very much a mm. football situation we said oh I've just uh, just got back from Japan big fan of uh, abroad in Japan and I saw you in Natsuki the movie so finally bit of recognition no you've got the fame you deserve <laughs> you're in the big leagues now I knew it yeah. I knew it would happen remember when we in went the movie same <laughs> fortune remember when we went to um, Borderline in uh, London's Charing Cross district uh, and we got a bit drunk and uh, I got spotted for the football ramble uh, and you got spotted um, for abroad in Japan uh, so it was very much one all <laughs> yeah it was a bit of a competition yeah that you instigated you, yeah. I did not instigate that I, you got spotted first and then I got spotted I was like phew Christmas thing oh, I'm such a it's worm always, it, an unpopular it's, worm it's, it's quite fun I do I mean I Depending on what mood I'm in, it can either go badly or goodly. <laughs> goodly is just goodly. a word I made up. But I, <laughs> if I'm in Tokyo, I'm in a bad mood. It's it's not fun because like people will be like, "Oh my god, Chris!" and I'll be like, "Oh, get away from me! I'll eat you." I got things to and do. So <laughs> it really is dependent on your mood. But I do enjoy it. I've I've got a lot more accustomed to it now. But yeah, it's certainly a weird experience when people spot you, especially as you know. I spend a lot of time filming out in the countryside. I'm in my room a lot editing mm. so there feels like a massive disconnect between uh making the videos and meeting the viewers mm. so it's always a weird experience usually they... but i'm glad you you finally got recognized <laughs> i knew i knew it would happen I'm, I'm so glad um i was once in um los angeles and i might have mentioned this on the podcast before but um again the football it's because um podcasts i mean i understand why you would get um uh, recognized because 
people know your face and how you speak, etc. Uh, um, mm. But obviously, with podcasts, it's um, very much a, a passive medium, and um, people listen to us. Uh, people listen to the other podcasts that I do and the radio show while they're doing the washing up or while they're walking around or while they're doing something else. So they wouldn't necessarily know what I looked like. I was once in Los Angeles, um, admittedly at a soccer match, um, and a policeman with a gun came over and said, uh, hey, man, no Geordies allowed. Uh, If you're not familiar with Geordies, they're people from uh, the northeast of England. Um, I'm not a Geordie. I'm actually from Hartlepool. I'm actually a monkey hanger, which I'm sure we've gone into before on this show. Uh, But... um, uh, because in the Napoleonic Wars, we um, conducted a beachfront trial for a monkey uh, who couldn't speak in English because he was a monkey. We thought it was a French spy, uh, so we hung it. And so we're known as the idiots who hung a monkey. And that's the oh, Hartlepool. That is the Hartlepool. Um, Stained you know, just, the reputation yeah, that's, of that's the all folks from Hartlepool yeah, forever. We are idiots. Um, and so... Um, yeah, so in, in that situation, it's all, it all very strange. But, uh, yeah, where was I? Oh, yeah, I was in L.A., and he went, no, George Allow. And I went, oh, my God, you listen to the ramble. And he went, yeah, man, love the show, man. And I was like, that man's got a gun. And then I tried to grab it off That's him. That's so <laughs> random <laughs> that out there someone would, I don't know, that seems weird. I might, because of your football podcast, I just assume everyone's British. I don't know mm. why. Well, it's, it's, football it's, ramble seems like a very British podcast. It's something so like... It's amazing to think... That happens. Yeah, it's yeah. something like twenty five percent, twenty five percent America, um, maybe ten percent elsewhere in the world, and yeah, it is mainly British. But uh, yeah, I don't know why the Scots listen because we never talk about Scottish football. Anyway, <laughs> where were we? <laughs> <laughs> so today is a fax machine special. We've got quite a lot of questions from you guys piled up in the inbox, so we thought we'd go through. Quite a few. The first two questions actually correspond to Pete Uh-oh. and his appearance in general and just, just Pete. Uh, the first question is, uh, hey, Chris and Pete. Pete, I had a dream. Well, that's never a good way to start a question. <laughs> Pete, I had a dream where, where I was on YouTube and stumbled across what seemed like a parody channel. The title of the channel was A Pete in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly, shit, I know. Which brings me to my question of... If you go to Japan every year, why not start a hobbyist channel? Show the viewers your drunken shenanigans and do it all whilst expanding the Abroad in Japan brand. It could be the start of a YouTube empire. Billy! Mm, yeah. Question can there can you Billy. really imagine my uh, incredible filming techniques? Just, you know, filming everything in portrait. Maybe I should do like a really horrible Snapchat <laughs> experience because then there's, they disappear after a few hours, don't they? So, yeah. Get get yes, get you're... on get on my Snapchat channel. What is my Snapchat? I think it's Pete Donaldson one. I think that might be it. So maybe when I'm in Japan, Pete Donaldson one will be the place to be when it comes to you, Snapchat. You discuss me <laughs> plugging your own Snapchat in the Abroad Japan podcast. I mean, who, who uses Snapchat? Your really? Instagram stories are already bad enough. Oh yeah, I've not published. I've not. I don't think I've ever, ever publicised <laughs> even my Twitter page, Chris, on this on this thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, no, that's a terrible idea. I think I would um, ruin Chris's reputation. Uh, <laughs> I love the way that uh, that Billy just assumed that if you did do a hobbyist channel in Japan, you would be showing the viewers drunken shenanigans. I know, not right? culture, no. not food. Just drunken shenanigans. I get uh, enough. Billy is spot on there as to what I would happen. I hate on your this channel. reputation. Actually, I, I don't. I, I don't necessarily like the reputation, but um, you can't you can't um, argue against truth, can you? Really, you can't <laughs> argue against that. Um, so, if yes. uh, 
if you did have a channel, would you call it a Pete in Japan, or what a would you Pete. call it? A Pete, well, it'd probably be like, um, what was it? Um, Top London DJ, <laughs> Top London DJ in Japan. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised. Certified Japanophile. I'm surprised Natsuki hasn't. That could be, that could be a winner. Uh, I'm surprised Natsuki hasn't uh, branched out and you know made his own t-shirts and <laughs> stuff like that. Actually, did I see something about this? Did I see something on Twitter about Natsuki starting something? I don't know. Or have I gone mad? Or is it a fan club? I think you've gone mad. He's he's got a fan club, but ah. he actually started his own Instagram uh, last week, just putting up pictures of him looking a bit. The, the photos, I mean, I think he's taken them himself. <laughs> and they're not particularly flattering, in my opinion. Yeah, it's just him sort of looking grumpy <coughs> and just tired and worn out. Oh. And one of them, he's just like grabbed his cat, and his cat looks really scared. <laughs> just like there, and, my yeah. Go go look at Natsuki's Instagram, my ladies breakfast. and gentlemen, and uh, you never know what you might find. <laughs> Well, the depressed cat. My breakfast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wonderful. Um, oh, God, there's another one for me as well. Chris, you're getting... Yes, you're famous. You're getting co-opted here, mate. Um, hey, Chris and Pete. So when watching Natsuki the movie, which I loved, it was so strange to see Pete matched up to his voice, which I'm used to from the podcast, uh, but I hadn't seen him in a video before, and my question to both of you is this. When you meet fans or listeners, are you what they expect? Uh, thanks for the great content, Haley from the UK slash USA. Do people sort of go, um, oh, you are exactly... Because people see you in video all the time, don't they? So they must know that that's... Do they expect you to be all sarky all the time and horrible like your public well, persona? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, when I, meet, when I meet a viewer, I'm not a complete dick like <laughs> I really am in real life. I'm, I'm like in nice mode. Like, nice mode. If you bump into me in the street yeah. in Akihabara, yeah. as happened two weeks ago, a lovely couple. Uh, they were like, "Oh yeah, we watched your videos," and I was like, "Oh great, what are you guys doing? Where are you going on holiday? What's going on?" You know, I'd try and yeah. ask them what they're doing, mm. and that's the the secret to not looking like a dick when you're uh, a YouTuber being spotted. Mm. You know, you have to make it about the other person, get to know them a little bit. Uh, okay. I think I always and I enjoy it. Yeah. I really, I really enjoy it. And I, I, I had a weird experience. I was in a blacked out. SUV in Tokyo again mm. two weeks ago. We stopped at a red light, and somehow someone walking down the street saw I was in the car and like knocked on the window. And I was like, "How is that possible? In a, How can you see in a through the window SUV?" What I like about it is yeah. that your personality is like you know you know bedroom um, documentary maker, bedroom kind of um, filmer of things, um, and then somebody who spots you in a blacked out SUV. It's all an act. <laughs> He's in. He's on Rapongi Hills, bloody Hilton. He's always up there. He's a disgrace. <laughs> With my team of my private military bodyguards. Yeah, exactly. No, that was actually for a, a documentary on Singapore TV, which I mentioned <laughs> about eating some insects, and uh, they drove us around in an SUV, and I got spotted. That was weird. Beautiful. Uh, to answer the question, though, um, I think I don't really know what I was expecting from Pete. I had actually heard Pete's voice. Before, because I used to have Absolute Radio on back when I was a university student, uh, I just had the kitchen, I had the radio on in the kitchen playing uh, Absolute Radio, and uh, your voice often came on it. And so it was a bit weird when you called us into the studio. I didn't know who you were, but when I sat down, and started talking to you, I realised, oh, it's that guy. He used to be on in my kitchen like four <laughs> or five years ago. I um, and I, you you weren't what I expected. People people always think I sound quite old. Um, and I mean, I'm old, but I don't necessarily look as old as people think I'm like about 60 because I've got 
um, a northern voice. Yeah. I sort of talk a bit like this, and and that's like an old person's voice. Um, well, I, I, I think people... I remember I showed... Someone said after Natsuki the movie, a friend said to me, oh, Pete Donaldson looks all right. He doesn't look too bad. <laughs> I, think I don't know why. You awful. just sound awful. I just, you just sound like I think a maybe big, people listen to you and a think, horrible, oh, my God, what a drunk horrible cigarette person. of a man. Disgraceful. I've been working out, Chris. I'm, I'm a fine figure of a man. <laughs> I'm sure you when we do our you are cycling. excessively well. Whenever I travel, I always put a suit on for the flight. Uh, because um, if you're going to die, you want to die in a suit, don't you? I always sort of travel. I always try and uh, dress up for flights because uh, you never know. I don't, I, well, I, I don't know why I mean to say you never know. I just think it's a nice thing to do because you know you don't. You're literally flying through the sky. That's worth dressing up for, isn't it? And whenever I go to Japan, is it? I try and bring as many suits as I can carry with me because just simply the um, the British and the Americans and the Australians. Whenever you're in a bar. They've always got cargo shorts on. They're always wearing a vest. Because um, it is warm and it is humid. Just wear a linen suit. Just wear a linen jacket, normal trousers. Don't have to go crazy. Just don't dress like an oik. <laughs> and- I like the way you wear a suit on airplanes because of your lack of faith in air travel. It seems to be the case. I just, it seems to I, sound like you think the plane's going to go down. If you're going to go down, you might as well be wearing a suit. I fly a lot, and I think it's nice. I think it's fancy. It's a fancy thing to do, so I wear fancy clothes. <laughs> or about as fancy as I get. <laughs> just, just buy a, a cheap suit from Top Man and buy it too small so it looks fitted. Fashion tip. Um, <laughs> it's a Hartley pull thing. It's a Hartley pull thing, thing, yeah. Thing. Well, like those uh, Nigerian guys who like who um, have a real kind of sense of style, except we don't have a sense of style, but we know where Burton's <laughs> is. Um, Teresa Wilson has... Uh, has oh, here we go. Look, here's another one involving me. Uh, hey, guys, thanks so, so much for the podcast. Uh, my question is, uh, am I the new Natsuki? Am I taking over your channel? Uh, when Pete visits in October, will we Do see it. him in one of Chris's videos? I think you two on a bar crawl. Uh, could be great fun. I mean, it depends on how far through his little cycle cycle he's got, isn't it? Really? The, the cycle cycle? It is. Um, if I make the cycle at all, to be honest. <laughs> uh, I would like to put you in a video, though. Yeah, we'll have to do I something. I would. I'd like to have you at the finishing line. With a... Um, wherever I end up. With a, with a um, tape. Like me and Natsuki on either side of a tape, and you cycle through it, and it gets caught <laughs> in your spokes, and you fall off and scrape your knee. <laughs> and die. A fine thing. Yeah, I... It'd be good to have you turn up in one of your snazzy suits and <laughs> talk about things and see your forehead. It'd be great. My uh, heroi for, my heroi forehead, and I'll be eating yeah. and I'll be eating a big packet of coolish ice cream. It's delicious. Of course, you bloody well. Gosh, I bloody well. I wouldn't expect anything, anything less. Hey, <laughs> uh, Chris and Pete. I've been a fan of your channel and pod for a good while now, Ooh. and I've developed an interest in the Jet Program, Japan exchange teaching program and i was wondering <laughs> what happens if you're rejected from jet are you allowed to apply again or is that it for you uh thanks guys keep it up i'm absolutely loving it adam well pete this is yeah it's very you. very much you my fault rejected from jet if um, you get rejected from jet what you do is you work for local government in a housing quango for um five years and then and then you become a radio DJ. So that, that, that's how that works, Adam. And there's no deviation from that path at all. So thank you for your email. <laughs> You're allowed to apply yes, again. Just You're allowed to Pete come... Donaldson's footsteps. <laughs> become a radio DJ and live happily ever after. You're allowed to apply yes, again, aren't you, surely? I mean, that'd be crazy if they didn't allow people to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah of Change course your name. you apply again. <laughs> <laughs> Grow a beard. That would be a real... That'd be horrible if you couldn't apply again. But you yeah. can. You can apply again. 
and do it. If you do get rejected, don't give up. Don't give up on your dreams like Pete did. Oh, God, I mean, like, and I, like, the fact that you say um, Jets, the <laughs> Japanese exchange teaching program, I don't even think I knew what that acronym meant. And it is an acronym. <laughs> it's not an initialization. There is a difference. Um, I don't even know what Jet stood for, um, apart from... I never asked, though, did you get on the interview? Did you get to the interview stage? Yeah, I went to the interview. I got the interview and, oh, right. uh, and embarrassed myself So because uh, I was very shy. Um, so my advice is um, don't be a shy. Shyness is nice. Shyness can <laughs> stop you from doing the things that you want to don't do. Don't be a shy. As, uh, as, as Stephen Patrick Morrissey uh, once sang, um, uh, a problematic individual <laughs> with things he says, but some of his lyrics are quite um, prescient. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There you go. Thoroughly wash your manly body. Wow. Um, there's one from uh, Awesome. Hello, Awesome. Uh, hey, Chris and Pete. Uh, I was also wondering about whether you think it's better to travel to Japan alone for your first time or with friends. Mm. Oh, it's, an, it's a different well, one, isn't it? I've done both. Mm. And uh, if it's your first time, I'd definitely say friends. I think all mm. travel is instantly improved by having at least one friend. I like to travel with 
just I think it's best when it's just with one person actually. Mm, really, you okay. can have a lot more flexibility, right? Where you go, what you do, yeah. who you hang out with, as opposed to a big group. Um, yeah, I'll take a friend. But Japan is a good place to experience alone. But I think I don't know. What you've experienced both, haven't you, Pete? Yeah, I mean, my first one was um, I went to Los Angeles, met a couple of friends out there, then went to Japan by myself. But then I kind of met up with, with someone who kind of helped me, a New Yorker uh, lass who, who lives in um, Shinjuku, and she sort of showed me around, and she was incredibly uh, generous with her time. Um, so I didn't really do it like that. But what I always find is um, that um, you can go with like two, three, four people. It depends on what they're temperaments are like really if they're gone for the first time they haven't got a bloody clue what's going on so to be quite <laughs> frank they are going to be quite flexible because that you know no one's got a really strong opinion of what they want to go and see if they've got a really strong opinion it's usually i want to go to the um oh i'm trying to think one of the big animes what's that big um anime guy is it miyazaki i want, to go, to, I want to go to the miyazaki museum or something or i want to go to this oh, i want to go to that if they've got like a really strong opinion about you know the the, the so-called in inverted commas geek culture they'll have a strong opinion about mm. where they want to go in that sense but i think if you've got mates who are quite easy going they're quite easy going but i mean you can do it alone i always find that even if i have a day by myself where i go look ads i'm just gonna go and you know i'm gonna ride the ride the circle y- y- yamanote airline round and just you know get off at, at different stops and have a, have a mooch around um that lasts around two hours and i'm like i'm a bit lonely i'm like what's everyone else doing <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's it's nice of a mix, isn't yeah. it? I think actually all my most profound memories, though, <laughs> my most profound memories from my time in Japan have always been alone, mm. more or less. Like I've been sitting on the top of a mountain, yeah. looking out across rice fields, or I've been walking through a street in Osaka at night, wondering what's going down. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think actually my most profound moments, I've usually been alone. But at the same time, if I was to go on a trip next week and I had to choose between going with a friend or going alone, I would go with a friend. I think it's just a bit better. It's a bit more fun. It's just awkward walking into a restaurant on your own, like on your own sometimes. And, uh, just, I don't know. Please. You um, do more. Yeah, exactly. And and if you've got any, if you've got a propensity for uh, feeling um, lonely at any point, I think Japan's quite a hard place to, to get on with anyway, just because of the language barrier. But um, mm. I, I do find that um, a holiday, a holiday alone anywhere other than Japan would be a little bit easier. But Japan, I think you can get a little bit lonely there, to be quite frank, as it is. Definitely. Is well, yeah, especially in Tokyo. I know a lot of people in Tokyo who are a little bit depressed mm. because it's hard. You walk down the street, you're surrounded by hundreds of people, but no one will ever talk to you. It's mm. very rare for a stranger to strike up a conversation with you. Um, you know, it's not like in the... I remember after living in Japan for two years, I went back to the UK uh, for a two or three week holiday uh, for the first time in years. And I was shocked that I could talk to people at cashiers or people that were like running a store. Yeah. I would just go into a shop. I remember going into a sweet shop somewhere near Canterbury yeah. and talking for like 20 minutes to the person that worked in the sweet shop who was clearly quite visibly scared that I was talking to them so much <laughs> because I was just so, so excited at the concept yeah. of talking to somebody that works in a shop because in Japan uh, staff in in anywhere really won't talk to you because they see it as it's, it's bad right they should be working right. they should be doing something or shouting the only place they'll talk to you is in a bar ah. or in a bar so yeah that that's a factor oh. so you can get a little bit lonely hmm. definitely Nice. In that regard. There you go. Um, shall we move on to... Um, Leighton. 
Leighton. Leighton Lucky. Leighton. Wasn't that a film? Leighton Lucky. Logan Lucky. Uh, howdy, Chris. Le- and- yeah, Logan Lucky. Howdy, Chris and Pete. I'm here listening to the podcast <laughs> on my train ride home, as usual. From your travels, what stereotypes of Japanese people have you found to be completely true? Uh, kind of true, kind of false, and flat out wrong. Thanks, as always. Leighton Lucky from Texas. Uh, a great a great place. Love Texas. Mm. It's up there for me. You've been? I've been all over the place in Texas. Love it. Done done the big lucky circle lad. of all the big cities, but uh, fantastic But you've place. yet to meet Leighton Lucky. I'm ne- I've never been lucky enough to meet Leighton. Uh, stereotypes. Japanese people are shy. True or false? Have you found it to be the case? Um, no, they're outgoing in within themselves. Uh, when the shyness, I think, or the idea that they're shy definitely comes from um, the honour and respect system and also... Uh, the fact that um, you don't know the language, so <laughs> oh, you're shy, aren't you? Yeah, because yeah, I can't speak English, mate. What about <laughs> polite and what's another stereotype? That they're very polite and hospitable. Yeah, I polite. Found that to be the case. Polite, that's hospitable. True. Yeah, yeah. That 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 that's definitely a stereotype that um, endures. I think it's fair to say. One interesting stereotype is uh, I think a lot of people think there's a big otaku geek culture in Japan. You know, where people are yeah. obsessed with manga mm. uh, and anime but it's actually very rare i think that's the biggest misconception i get asked a lot mm. you know do a lot of people watch anime and manga in japan it's a lot less than you think yeah i don't think i i don't have a single japanese friend who reads manga or anime yeah and they openly admit to me they're like oh that's a bit of a geeky thing yeah. you know i don't have any i don't have anything against anybody who loves anime or mm. manga but yeah it's it's, it's a lot more Rare than you'd think, I think in Japan. I think we assume that because they've industrialised it in that they just produce so much of mm. that stuff, we think that um, that's bigger than it is, I think it's fair to say. Like, it, it's not really... It really isn't. I'm, I, I'm, I'm always sort of surprised that people, people get into stuff. So there's like people <clears throat> have interests like motorbikes and if they're into motorbikes they're really into motorbikes they know everything about motorbikes and they've got a beautiful motorbike and it's just Mm -hmm. wonderfully kept um if someone's into baseball they're really into baseball and they've got loads of baseball stuff natskin punk rock music well exactly that's a good example people are just into stuff people people are interested in what they're interested uh in i've got like uh, Mm. uh through that last issue from new york she knows a couple of people who are really into um uh like rope player like so these wonderfully ornate kind of um, tying, you know, women and men up in, in ropes and, you know, suspending themselves on the ceiling and stuff. These incredibly... <laughs> and, and it sounds like a sex thing, and it probably is kind of, but what? this whole sort of fetish thing of, 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 when, of tying... When you first said that, I thought you said rope play, right? <laughs> yeah, rope play. And then play. I realised... You did say rope play. Yeah, rope play, like, yeah, yeah, playing like, like dicking around with ropes and stuff, but like making these incredible constructions around the human body and hanging them from ceilings. I mean, I, I don't really understand what oh they're getting God. out of it, but, you know, <laughs> knock yourself out, big boy. I don't, you know, <laughs> do whatever you want, but people are into stuff. They're into fetish wear, and, 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 and like I'm going through the things that, um, uh, talking to this New Yorker girl who does like contour fashion and she designs bras and stuff. So she, she's kind of got one foot in that. Um, but these people who make these, you know, incredibly beautiful, they people, they're just craftsmen and women. They're just, um, mm. creative people. Um, and they don't see. They don't see, like, where we would sort of see someone painting and sort of go, oh, bit arty farty. Um, they don't see that. They, they 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 see that as a compliment to to what they do day to day, and they see it as an escape. And they see someone's in, people are into shit. You know what I mean? A lot more. I think it's, I think that's the best way of describing it. People <laughs> are you, into in the shit. end. Just gave up. 
Yeah. You just gave up describing it. Yeah, and people are into shit, Chris. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I know what I'm going to be Googling the moment this podcast is over. Yeah. I'm going to be going straight for rope play. And uh, city pop. City <laughs> pop. I'll be Googling city pop. You'll be city Googling pop and rope, rope play. play. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa, Chris and Pete. Recently married, we thought, what better place to spend our honeymoon than Japan during cherry blossom season ah. next year in 2019? Lovely. My questions for you are, number one, I'm left-handed. How does Japan feel about left-handers? <laughs> Would it be rude to use chopsticks uh, in the left hand? Do I need to start practising right-handed chopsticks? And the second question is, I've started learning hiragana and katakana and trying to translate games and manga. Without spaces, how does one know which groups of characters are words? Arigato gozaimasu. And that's from Dias. Dias uh, Matsumoto. Mm. I'm Japanese but grew up in America. In brackets. It's, um, Dias has, um, has appended a Dias. YouTube uh, address. Is that how to um, pronounce yes. Dias' name? Dias' uh, name. Dias was so worried about us mispronouncing his name, he linked a YouTube video to help us, which I actually listened to before this podcast, oh, good on so you. I could know how to spell it, uh, how to pronounce it, and it is Dias. Ah, Dias. Dias, Dias. I think. Good. Well, I'm, glad, I'm glad that YouTube um, page made an impression. <laughs> I'm glad somebody's made a video about it, to be honest. Mm. Someone out there felt that the time was right to make a video <laughs> pronouncing the word, <laughs> pronouncing the name Dias. Dias. Um, yes, I'm left-handed as well, ah. Dias. Um, and Japan doesn't really have any prejudice against left-handers or Southpaw, as they call them, uh, as I find. Um, it's not rude at all, and you don't need to start practicing right-handed chopsticks. What I will say is, you will experience every day at least fifty-six times people going, ah, "You're left-handed," and it, the, it can be quite annoying. Although, to be fair, that's not just Japanese people. That's everyone in general. I don't know. <laughs> I'm always surprised by that. I don't know why it's a big deal. Do you? Is it, I don't know why, why you you would Left really hand. notice it. You know what I mean? Because I mean, you're used to seeing everything in reverse anyway. I'll just be like, oh, that dude's eating some ramen. I mean, why would you even notice that that person is, um, yeah, is, is using the left? I mean, hand? it's difficult for me because I've never, yeah. I, I, for me, it's just natural. But yes, you don't have to worry about it. The only thing is, it can be a bit annoying when you're writing left hand. Uh, because you tend to smudge the very thing you've just written uh, as you're working your way across the page. And I, and I guess also with um, with uh, Japanese writing, um, you're probably using, uh, if you're doing like kanji or something, you're probably right. It's a more inky pen. Like you're not you're not generally using a biro. Would that be <laughs> correct, or am I just being no, very it's not old correct. school with the calligraphy and stuff? <laughs> I think you're just special. Yeah. But I mean, I, I do I do vividly recall when I was uh, learning how to write kanji, you know, you'd spend, it, it can be quite time, it can be quite a, a, a big thing mm. to just write out one kanji because you've got like eight or nine different strokes. And stroke. And I would write really it out, important, it'd be it? beautiful. And then I'd go on to the next letter and I'd immediately rub out or smudge <laughs> the one that I just spent so much time precariously writing out. So yeah, it's a bit annoying. <laughs> Good news. Uh, the second bit, um, obviously, uh, you know what? I'd like to know this as well. Started learning hiragana, trying to translate. So, without spaces, how does one know which groups of characters are words? Do you just sort of guess? <laughs> well, it's, it's actually not an issue at all. Um, which sounds like me being arrogant, oh. but no, it really isn't that difficult. Um, once you've studied basic Japanese, it's quite clear what is what. Mm. Um, you got three alphabets, right? Three characters. You got hiragana. Katakana for foreign 
borrowed words and uh, kanji characters. And when you look at a sentence, you instantly can see what is the noun, what's the you know, what's the subject, what's the object. Uh, and one factor is the particles mm. in Japanese, like wa, ga, ni, o, etc. You know, you look at a sentence, you you can see where the particles are, and that makes it pretty clear. Um, but yeah, I think once you've just studied Japanese for six months and you've learned a few characters, it's just quite easy. It just becomes natural to look at a sentence and know what's what. If it's katakana, odds are it's a it's a noun, it's a word, right? Mm. It's a foreign borrowed word. If it's hiragana, it's usually a particle. Uh, kanji characters are the ones that are used the most. Um, but yeah, I mean, you 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 know, you just know once you've learned Japanese for a few months, you can easily look at it, and it's not an issue at all. So don't worry about it. Mm, yeah. Just keep studying and you will magically find it not to be an issue after a few weeks and months Cause you, of cause studying. Because you start reading the word and you're like, Arigato. oh, that's a word. I know that one. <laughs> and then it's down. Yeah. And then, well, the next bit must be the next word. I always have a problem with like the little kind of ones that extend the sound. Like, you know, when the tsu, um hiragana, they use it, mm. but it's small. Or am I just being stupid? They use that for like repeating the same character right before it like gambatte it you it kind of serves to enunciate the next character right so how would you so it's a bit difficult with, to explain so with gambatte once you see it you know how you you would know you would just look at the character hmm. and know to enunciate it a little bit more so gambatte which means go on or yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um well, uh, so how would that where would that su come in that particular um, hiragana order it would come after the ba and before the te, ah. and so it wouldn't be gambate, it'd be like gambate. Ah, okay. It just means you have a little pause and you sort of enunciate the T sound, gambate. Because it's a double T. Um, if you wrote in English, it would be a double T, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah, well, I'm learning something there. Thank you, Tess. Tess? Tess. We'll do, we, will, um, we will cover Japanese in a, an upcoming podcast, yeah. so don't worry about it. We're going to cover quite a bit, because we haven't actually touched upon learning Japanese or anything, really. We've, we've been a bit Over slack on our... few podcasts. We've, yeah, we've been a bit slack on our uh, vocab, but uh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> we'll make up for it. Um, shall we finish? Make up shall for we... it. Actually, the next, oh, the next we... question's about Japanese. Yeah. About arigato. Ah, yes. Um, from Lisa Dunaway. I'll let you read it. All right, Lisa Dunaway um, from uh, Muncie, Indiana, which I think is a beautiful uh, word. Muncie. It's like if you, if you brought a loaf of bread out of the oven and went, oh, no, it's gone Muncie. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> just looks like a wet muncy. Um Hello, uh, hello, Chris and Pete, or con... or Konnichiwa. Uh, konnichiwa, Chris and Pete, because I was reading a hiragana there, because I'm a clever boy. Uh, my first question is about thanking people in Japanese. I've heard uh, arigato, I've heard arigato gozaimasu, and I've heard uh, arigato gozaimashita. The first time I went to Japan, when a cashier would thank me after my purchase, I would panic and just say, Arigato! But the second time, I uh, became more brave and added gazimas. The third time I visit, I started worrying if I should uh, be adding uh, some gazimashta. But I met a uh, drunk British expat in a combini who said it would be weird for me to add uh, gazimas or gazimashta because a cashier was below me in status and I should only say arigato to them. As someone from the United States, it is counter to my DNA, my mm-hmm. very DNA, uh, to treat someone as below me in status. Uh, but I was wondering if it is actually horribly wrong of me to overly thank a cashier. Uh, can you please clarify this for me? Take care, Lisa Dunaway. Uh, you've spoken about this before. Mm. I think how it sounds a bit weird, or maybe I've read something about it. Um, 
I think there was wasn't there a vote or the, the, the Japanese people would sort of say it would be weird to go full Aragakizaimas to the um, cashier rather than just a you know domo or a arigato. I find um, a lot of people don't say anything. Mm. Me personally, I actually do say arigato gozaimashita just quickly. Yeah. You know, I mutter it just because I like manners. I want to be mm. the nice foreigner nice with boy. lots of manners and etiquette. Yeah, nice boy. Takes nothing, does so it? I always do say arigato gozaimashita. You say gozaimashita. You say the past tense usually after some sort of transaction when one of you has been completed kind of walking away. So yeah, yeah. So after you've paid, you just say arigato gozaimashita. Yeah. Um, but I never really say arigato on its own. I never really say that. Mm. I often say domo. Uh, domo. Yeah, because that's, that's like the, the, the least... It's weird because that, that's the least formal way of saying it, isn't it? Domo. Domo. Yeah. Um, and But I just I just find it weird saying arigato, arigato yeah. on its own. So I always say arigato gozaimasu or domo. Uh, and if you really want to say thank you, you just say like, Hontoni, hontoni. Really thank you. What is because um, I was going around the first time I went around is uh, I was saying Domo Aragatakazaimashita. Uh, sorry, yeah, or, or Domo Aragatakazaimashita, like the whole thing. Yeah. Um, that's like, yeah, I often say that's that. like very honorific, right. isn't it? That's like they're talking to the queen shit. <laughs> uh, not necessarily. Uh, I mean, I tend to say, uh, someone, I got a package today from Amazon. The guy brought it to the door. He gave me the package. I signed it off. And I went, all right, domo, arigatazamashita, you know, like that. It's kind of just saying, yeah. thank you, yep, cheers, yeah. thank you, like that. Uh, okay, right, okay. So it's, it's fine, you know. It's, it's more about the way you say yeah. it, I think. What does hontani mean again? You go, really? Oh, it's like really? it accentuates. Really, thank you. It accentuates. Hontani sexy. Yeah. Like, I think, Bok- right, after we finish Boku- Natsuki the movie. Bokuwa. Bokuwa hontani sexy. <laughs> after we finish Natsuki the movie... Natsuki was kind of grateful right. and sort of said, oh, goodness, hontori arigato oh. He's like really happy for the film being made. Bless him. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's very nice. There's him. very few people who would get... So that's the rule of thumb. There's very, very few people who would get, um, who would get films made about them, I imagine. Um, uh, can I have one? <laughs> can I have a question with, with words and stuff? Yeah. My free Japanese lesson of the week. Um, uh, jamatane and jamata. Uh, is jamata just a shortening, just a see you later, rather than a... Goodbye. Yeah, so ja is a shortened version of dewa. Mm. It kind of means like, right then. Right then. And so, right then. <laughs> See you later. So jama, was it just, just jama? No, ja matane. Oh, ja matane. Like, yeah, so ja, see you again. So ja matane, it means see you again. Um, the shortening of that, ja mata, that's all right, though, isn't it? Ja mata. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's no problem. It's no but problem. it's more colloquial to say to add like "ne" on the end of it. It's a right. bit more friendly. Oh, okay, right. A bit more, okay. f- ah. a bit more friendly and natural. I see. I was wearing a, a Japanese football shirt when I was playing football in the same, actually, the same football match with that uh, guy who came up and, and said he'd see me on uh, Natsuki. Um, and uh, it was a seen Venice. You on, it was seen a, you on Natsuki. See me on Natsuki. Big pylon, yeah. big sexy pylon. Um, uh, and. <laughs> Uh, he was already smoking a cigarette post coital. Uh, we uh, and it was a Venezuelan chap, and he was a uh, little little yeah. Venezuelan guy, and he was uh, he spotted my shirt, and uh, we had a, some holiday Japanese conversation. It was nice, nice little nice little chat with a Venezuelan man. South America, loads of Japanese people, aren't there? <laughs> there are. I don't know why. I think yeah, I don't really know why. I think in the nineteenth or twentieth century, 
the the Japanese government sent lots of Japanese workers over to South America. Mm. I'm not sure why. I'm not going to pretend like I know. Mm. Uh, but yeah, there lots of workers went over, and yeah, there's there's still some sort of connection there the Peru, um, between I think Brazil and Japan. I think the um, as a result, I think Peru um, Peru is the first. I think Peru was the first um, big developed nation that had a foreign prime minister or something like that. It was um, he was a Japanese guy. He was the first time because um, obviously Peru's got a massive Japanese population. I think the biggest Japanese population outside of Japan is um, Brazil. Big old country, though. Big old country. Yeah, There's room. yeah. There's it room. is. You wouldn't have never thought that, would you? It's weird, isn't it? Like, you don't someone see... Put, someone put a gun to your head mm. and went, right, where do you think Japan has... The, the, where Where do you think has the largest population of Japanese expats yeah. uh, outside Japan? And you'd go, probably America. Mm. And then, bang, you'd get shot mm. because it's Brazil. Although it might not be. I don't know. Don't, 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 don't call me, out me on, on that. that. Probably is America, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, last question, last question of the day. Hi, Chris and Pete. I've been a big fan of Abroad in Japan for a while now, and you actually inspired me to do a Japanese degree. Ooh. Wow, that's cool. Uh, but this question is probably more likely to apply to Pete. Oh. You seem to love pubs, Pete, and beer <clears throat> uh, just as much as me, and I was wondering, if I ever bumped into you in the street, what would you think about going for a quick pint? Sapper or beer, obviously. I'd love to hear that smooth accent of yours in person. <laughs> Thanks, and keep the great podcast coming. I love the way... I, I, sorry, I don't know who sent that in, name-wise. Uh, I love the way that's aimed at you. He thanks me for inspiring to do a Japanese degree and then offers the <laughs> prospect of beer to you and you alone, Pete Donaldson. I am a friendly Gratitude boy. For and you, you, your whole thing is like, you know, a little bit cheeky, a little bit acerbic. I don't think... I think you're scared of your intellect, Chris. Uh, but mine... Is manageable. <laughs> <laughs> My level of intelligence, manageable. He ain't going to be scared. You do have a smooth accent. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, fine. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, um, I do do five different podcasts and um, occasionally when people move to, come, come over to London, they do sort of go, all right, Pete, let's have a drink then. And I'm like, there's only seven days in the week. I can, I can only drink on two of them because I work in the evening. So, you know, I can't be drinking beer all the time. That'd be madness. Even though my reputation as a legendary boozy Japanese drinker is um, second to none, it's just simply because I'm on holiday. You see, if I was, if I if I lived in Japan, I'd be, I I don't like drinking during the week. I never drink at home. Um, but when I'm in Lies. Japan, I'm a boozy boozy boy. No, nope, never drink at home. Good boy. So there you have it. You Pete wouldn't drink with you. I would drink with you. I'm just saying. Nice person. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that it has been asked before, and I haven't necessarily <laughs> taken anyone up on it. But maybe in this case, I will. Uh, if if you do bump into Pete or I, do 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 say hello. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Hello. I don't think. I mean, if I if I look angry, probably avoid me. You'll know what mood I'm in by the face, my my facial expression. Are you talking to me. As now? I'm walking down the street. <laughs> Pete always smiles though. <laughs> Pete's always happy. I don't. I don't. I have a resting uh, witch face. It's dreadful. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wrap things up for now, though, guys. If you have some more questions to send into us, don't hesitate to drop us a line at abroadinjapanpodcast at gmail dot com. We'll be back next time, uh, next same time next week, next Wednesday. But for now, no matter where you are out there in the big wide world, have a great week. And if you see Pete, give him a hug. Give him a, give him a hug. annoy him, prod him, <laughs> harass him. Alright,
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 